Welcome to the DMX Podcast Show. I'm your host, Steve Mathis, as usual, and uh, in this special Toronto Supercross Getting the Hype Started show, I've got none other than the man who gets the hype started all the time, every day, Jason Wygamp. Man, I'm so excited. This is round one of one <laughs> of the Canadian well, Supercross series. Well, right? uh, uh, actually, uh, funny you bring that up, because okay. uh, we had Nick Way on the Pulp MX show. And he reminded us that he raced Montreal, and he raced Toronto. And wait he... a minute, what? Really? So Nick Way is claiming the Canadian Supercross Championship. Wow! Because he totaled the points. He's got to be the winner. Yeah, totaled up the points of the two rounds, and he's got JT beat. He's got uh, uh, Matt Gurky beat, and of course, you know Teddy Mayer and Troy Adams and Michael Willard couldn't make the other Toronto round. So, yeah, you know, there was a lot of guys that did one round, but uh, much like Jim Hawley in 85 winning the World Supercross title, Nick yeah. went to all the races, yeah. and he is the Canadian Supercross champion. And, man, you couldn't pick a better guy. I no. mean, if, if you who would have a vote, which I believe you probably do, it's one of your guys right there. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we're, we're, uh, we're getting the hype started with this, with this podcast here on, on DMX because – this weekend is Toronto. Now, Wygant, you, uh, you you cover all the races. You've done it for a long time. Uh, you're not Canadian. Let's just get it that out of the way. Yeah, absolutely not. Okay, so. Although I do, I'm a big fan. As you know, I was raised in a, wasn't raised in a household of Democrats or Republicans or any other kind of whatever political. Do you have political parties in Canada? Yeah, we have, uh, we have the Liberals, the Conservatives, the uh, new, new Democratic NDPs. And we have uh, – well, see, that's the beauty thing in Canada. There's like four or five parties to choose from, unlike I, the Americans who have one or the other. Well, in, in, the, in the United States, yeah, you're one or the other, and they always say that whatever your family is, that's who you become. But yeah. see, in my family, they were only loyal to one thing, and that's uh, Dave Letterman's show. Uh-huh. That's it. Like yeah. The Late Show with Dave Letterman, that's the only alliance or, or passion for anything that my family has. And, of course, the band leader, Paul Schaefer, is Canadian. Yes. So – Thunder Bay, very, very near and dear to my family. The the, yeah. the country, country is it, is it a country? It's a country. Yeah. Oh, the country of Canada. <laughs> yeah. Great, I can see if the passion runs deep. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. No, but honestly, now obviously, yeah. I think that Toronto Supercross is the greatest race all year, and right. uh, and I was a big fan of Vancouver, and uh, I love Montreal, uh, but as a guy who follows the series and as an American. What are your thoughts on the Toronto Supercross? Just from a logistical point, from going to Canada, on all that, the stadium, the city, like just what do you think of Toronto Supercross? You know, keep in mind, a bunch of Canadians may try to um, uh, beat you down if you're negative. Yeah, I already couldn't remember if it was a country or a state, so that was a big mistake <laughs> right off the bat. No, the, the race, I really feel bad for the Toronto race. It gets the shaft. It doesn't get the respect it deserves. I think people – think that Canada's well it's really far away or it's really hard to go to um, that I believe Toronto and Indianapolis are the two most underrated races on the tour mm-hmm. however Indianapolis over the last 10 years has really started to develop a crowd and now it's actually one of the bigger uh, races of the year as far as the amount of people in the stands right I still don't feel that people give in downtown Indy enough credit for how fun it is and I what agree. a great uh, city is to go to and Toronto is really the same way. Um, there's a 
uh, a misnomer in Supercross that the southeast is where the fans are. The southeastern part of the United States, I should say, is where the fans are. Uh, because the Atlanta Supercross gets a massive crowd. Right. But I can tell you that that crowd in Atlanta is not just people from the state of Georgia or other areas close by. Um, people from the Northeast in the United States don't have any Supercrosses near them, and that's the biggest uh, chunk of population in the country. Yeah, They don't have anything near them. So you know how the sport is. People like to road trip, so they pick a race to load up and go to, and they seem to pick Atlanta. Um, and the Jacksonville race or Orlando or wherever else we go in Florida never draws a crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, the people at Feld are always confused because they're thinking, but there are all, clearly all these fans in Georgia. Why can't they drive to Jacksonville? Right. But those fans aren't from Georgia. Every fan I know in Ohio, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, they all drive to Atlanta. What they should do is go to Toronto, which is closer. Right. Um. But I don't think people realize how fun Toronto is. Yep. Uh, I think the different times the weather's been bad, but now we're going late March. I don't think it'll actually be that bad. Yeah, it's, it's, um, been, it's been better the last few years. There was one year that was really cold for sure, without a doubt. Well, um, we used to race there in December also. Um, I think oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I'm thinking of the December. Yeah, races. we used to race there in December. Obviously, that was bad. But even then, as you probably know, the weather in Toronto, the bad weather in Toronto goes to Buffalo. The lake effect snow goes to Buffalo. So when Buffalo has two feet of snow, Toronto doesn't have any. It's really not that bad. Yeah. Um, no, it's I've not. been colder. You, I bet you you were colder in the press box in San Diego Yeah. Than, than you will be when you're completely indoors in Toronto. Absolutely. No, for sure. Yeah. Do you uh, – and, and, and the attendance has grown, I think, over yeah. the years um, yep. from when we first started going there. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't go to Vancouver enough times to make that thing worth it. We'd have to be there for yeah. 30 years to see the attendance grow. Uh, I don't understand that. Yeah, that, was, yeah. that, was, that, was, that was not good. But, uh, but no. the Toronto race, the crowd is decent. You're right. And uh, what, Do you think it's just the fact you're going to another country? Why these people don't road trip? Is that? Just... Yeah, I don't think it runs through their mind. I don't yeah, think yeah. it runs through their mind. It's right. like when you look at the schedule and you think of what's within driving distance. Yeah, Indy, I can make it. That's six or eight hours. Atlanta, I can make it. That's six or eight or maybe ten hours. I can make it to those. Yeah. Maybe I could cruise down to Daytona and hang out on bike week. It'd be good to get down to Florida when it's still cold at home. I think Toronto, you need to almost tell people, what about Toronto? Oh, yeah, yeah you know, uh, where is Toronto? <laughs> I guess that is close. Maybe I, I never can go there. Yeah. Um, I, I, almost it's like the geography is off. I even The only reason I knew Toronto was anywhere even close to where I grew up because as a baseball fan, I knew the Yankees were in the same division as the Blue Jays, so I figured Toronto must be somewhere close. <laughs> but, you know, you learn where the 50 states are. I know where Baltimore and Philadelphia and Boston and the other cities near where I lived were, right. but I didn't exactly know where Toronto was. So yeah. it, it's unfortunate um, for the rate. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, it's a cool – got the whole – as far as logistics, it yeah. doesn't get any better than staying in the stadium where the race is. No, I don't understand that. Um, building, Sky Dome, when it opened in 1989, I think. Yeah, right? 1989. And when that opened, it had the um, you know the retractable roof mm-hmm. and the hotel built into the stadium. And I thought, well, this is the future. You know, 20 yeah. years from now, every stadium is going to have a retractable roof and a hotel built right in. Now there are plenty of retractable roofs nowadays, but why? Why did the hotel thing not catch on? Yeah, I don't it's know. Brilliant. Yeah, no. Canadian. I don't understand. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I've actually only stayed in the hotel 
I think we've been going to Toronto for six years now. I've actually yeah. only stayed there once. I've always stayed elsewhere, but it was cool the one time I did it. Yeah, same here. I stayed there once, but I've gotten into like I've when you go to the race, there's enough industry people. Somebody's going to have a room yeah. in the hotel that has a view of the track. Yeah. So I've gone almost every year. I end up hanging out for a half hour just to see what it looks like, and it's. I, I don't understand why their stadiums don't do it. It's yeah. unbelievable how cool it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, um, what else is cool is the is the series itself. Uh, I mean, yeah. you can listen to our Racer X podcast for more in-depth on that deal. But, uh, I mean, just for some Canadian fans that may be listening and wondering if they should go, they should go, right? Yeah. I mean, like, th- we don't yeah. know what's going on. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen. This might be the craziest series ever and i know that term gets thrown around a lot yeah um if you look at the math in 2006 there was a great supercross you know points race um where we went to the last race in vegas and only five points separated three riders reed stewart and carmichael but that year didn't have the drama that this one does this one it seems like every three weeks the series changes completely and every time you think someone's figured it out or we have figured it out it changes. I don't remember a series being like this in a long time. I'd go, wait a minute. I think you'd have to go all the way back to 1990, which a certain someone paralleled yes. this series to before the year even began. Thank you. Thank you. That's true. 21 years. And you pegged it before the year even began. Wow. I don't want to really, you know, talk too much about it, but yeah, I'm a genius. Um, <laughs> no, it's crazy. And, uh, and, and, and folks are going to see it all go down. Hey, what did you think of Toronto as the dirt was spongy and ruddy and some would say crappy? I wouldn't. Yeah. Some would say. And then you last year, awesome. I thought it was awesome. I love seeing the guys make mistakes. I don't yep. mean crashing and eating shit, but I just love, you know, hey, a guy couldn't do a section because, the you know, there was an eight-foot rut in a jump. and. And there was a lot of mistakes being made. It was cool to see the top guys struggle. Um, they usually make it look so effortless. But last year now, they figured this dirt thing out. I need to get Prater on the line and figure out how they did it. But they figured this dirt thing out, or they got new dirt or something. I think I knew and I forgot now. But uh, what do you like better? What do you like better as a, as, a, as a fan? Well, first of all, as far as the quality of the dirt, I think what they did, the problem before was that the dirt would get rained on and then froze, and then when they brought it into the stadium and turned the heat on inside the building, that the, the frozen dirt began to thaw. That was the problem, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It turned into mud. Yeah. So if I remember from your podcast with Prater a year or so ago, I think the difference was that they just found a way to store the dirt in an area that it wouldn't get rained on. Maybe that it was, was it, yeah. I think that was it. So it's not as bad uh-huh. as it was. As I recall, didn't your... Number 15, Tim Ferry, once designed the Toronto track. Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah. It was phenomenal. He designed the Toronto track, and that year the track was like it was like enduro cross. Yes. It was, it was unbelievable. It was, it was not how good. It was. Yeah. I felt that year that um, it was too much. It's kind of like I say about Daytona. Right. Um, when the tracks get too difficult, I think it just becomes guys trying to not crash instead yeah. of trying to pass and race each other. Right. But the last few years now they've got that figured out. It's a pretty good balance. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of like we saw at the, the Indianapolis race. It was challenging, but not so challenging where the guys were afraid to race each other. Right. Um, but it did lead to a few crazy moments 
that uh, mix things up. So, yeah. no, I think it's I think it's great to race this way. Right. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, this weekend? We're going to see the 250 East series, uh, which uh, Justin Barsha definitely took command of this past weekend. Um, we're going to see the 250 East guys. What were your thoughts before the East started going there when it was an all Canadian race or, or, or it was just open to anybody? Butler brothers swept the podium one year. Um, you know, Kyle Beaton, Katie Beats was in the mix. What, what did you like better or what did you think of that? Dude, it was so lame. Ah, wow. <laughs> Dude, it was so lame because I think wow. we, we get questions like this a lot, and a lot of times the questions yeah, are – hang up on you. I, I'm saying, it was, hey, sorry for the BTO Sports uh, Butler Brothers team. Nice trivia that they won. Wasn't it um, – it. Skinner. Skinner. Skinner, yep. Sean Skinner won. Um, no, nice for them to get a win. No problem there. But in general, I don't think people understand – uh, the politics of how this works. For example, you'll get, you know, during the week we'll get asked questions on Twitter or email from fans who are fairly knowledgeable, and they'll have very simple questions sometimes. And for folks like us who are deep within the industry, they seem like dumb questions, like, of course. But then when you think about it, you're like, yeah, you know, that really doesn't make sense. So back then, you know, people would say, well, I don't understand. Why, are the, why is the one class racing for points and the other class isn't? And then... You'd be like, well, obviously, it's because, and then you'd start to explain, and you're like, this is dumb. It's, you know, the teams don't want to need to compete there because it's not AMA, and they're, and they're funded by the yeah. American yeah, arm, you're, you're like not trying. by the Canadian. <laughs> and you're like, this is lame. Right. Just race, dude. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm glad they pulled it off. There's an unbelievable, con- well, we don't want to go too far because then we'd have to explain why this race even exists yeah. in the first place. It's unbelievably complicated. Why we're racing in Canada? Who sanctions this series? You know, is it FIMAMA, CMA, CMA when we go up there? You know, the teams are funded in the United States, so they don't want to race in another country because they feel like they're spending their money to, you know, sell bikes in another country, as if people in Canada don't yeah. follow American racing at all. Yeah, they're just living in a bubble. I live in a bubble until they come to Toronto. I'm like, oh, Trey Kennard won, must buy Honda. Didn't even realize he won last week in <laughs> Jacksonville. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, that's kind of dumb. You're right. So the whole thing, I feel, is like, just race. It's, it's right. needlessly I, complicated. So I'm glad that they're doing it this way. I, I liked it the other way, to be honest. What? Really? Just because it was uh, different, man. It was just different. Like, hey, who's going to win? Wow, Sean Skinner won. Or like, no. hey, you know. You really thought that was better. I thought so. I thought it was cool. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I like not it. having the best guys was better. We had the best guys. They were in the 450 class. So, if you, I mean, maybe you want to skip this weekend's race and just go to some local fair race somewhere because you don't know who's going to win that. <laughs> but the nah, Dade City, not, Dade City Cup and Michael Pacone. Um, Michael Pacone. Skinner uh, might be racing that. Yeah, he's a Florida guy. Uh, uh, no, I'm just saying it. just added a wrinkle, a new look to the series and. And we we could see some weirdo winners or some Canadians do well or or whatever. I mean, I, it's not like I loved it. It didn't. It's not so much better, but I, I thought it was right. a little quaint, you know. Um, a little, nice little trivia there, no doubt yeah, about it. Yeah, exactly. A little 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 trivia. Who won the uh, Orphan 250 race or whatever? Um, you know, what was the hardest part about that hmm. was how do you you don't want to ever insult the riders or teams. So it was how to report on what happened in that lights race when. The Butler Brothers team swept it. You wanted to, like, give them credit, like, good for them. They came up there, they raced, and they won a race, which is mm-hmm. always good. Yep. 
but at the same time, you needed to make it clear that they really only won because other guys weren't racing, but you didn't want to insult them. Right. It's really, it's really hard to do that. Mm-hmm. I was afraid Forrest Butler was going to throw out the, hey, if Ryan Villapoto was here in the life class, our guys would have smoked him. But luckily, they never went that far. No, they were racers, yeah. racers and team managers can be that dumb sometimes. Right. Um, hey, what are your thoughts on, um, uh, like, I, and again, this is, I'm into the Canadian scene. I'm, I'm, I'm deep entrenched in it, and I'm a fan of it and, and all that. So I know politics and what's going on. You don't. So I don't. When people, when Americans think to themselves, do you need Canadian racers at this race? Do you feel like it would be better? Do you even care? Do you wish they raced? Any of that? Because it's a very passionate topic on the Canadian moto boards, which, of which you have visited MX Forum, have you not? Oh, Hammer Time. Yeah. Absolutely. You've been oh, there. Yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah. You, 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 know there's, you know there's a Canadian side to these people. Uh, as an American that follows the series, do you care? Do you give it any thought? Does it matter? Um, I don't believe that it matters because, let's be honest, the series has 16 races in the United States, and those races seem to do fine mm-hmm. without right. Dusty Clatt or, or Fasciati or anyone racing in them. So why all of a sudden is it absolutely critical? I think the only reason it gets any play down here is when the crowds aren't where they should be, which Toronto's gotten better now, but it struggled yeah. off the beginning, and yep. Vancouver was awful. I feel that people use it as a scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Um, the American fans would be like, well, that's Canada's fault because their guys don't come and their fans don't want to watch it without their riders. Like, really? Like, in, in there's, well, you know this. You, you've been in the business. There's races in Europe where the fans come because they know this is their one time a year to see the American riders yeah. who are the stars. I mean, does that really hurt the fans that much? Are they like, well, I don't want to go watch yeah. Dungey, Stuart, Reed, and Villapoto. I want to watch JSR. Like, really? Yeah. I, well, I, there, there is. races def- should be able to survive on their own without the Canadians. Right. There is definitely some patriotism uh, for the Canadians. But, uh, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like the guys are going to do anything. Um, you know, so, so it doesn't bother you at all. You don't ever wonder about it or nothing. Well, the only part that I did, um, I don't know if we're in that situation right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did wonder um, – Clad and Fasciati have not raced a Supercross in a long time. Um, Wait, before, so we, before of, we get too far, though, could you tell the yeah. story in Pontiac of Clat? Oh, yes. You yeah. love that Now, story. this would all be different. <laughs> we probably have, what, 60,000, 70,000 fans in Toronto this weekend. Probably. It would have if, all been different. If. Thank you. Dusty Clat had a dream to come to the United States, apparently race a 450, got like somewhat of that dream and raced a 250, didn't work out very well. No. The next year, got his dream, was on a 450, and struggled big time. Yes. It wasn't coming together for him. Waiting for that breakthrough wasn't happening week after week. Then finally in Pontiac, which a lot of, well, you and a lot of other Canadian journalists are able to come to because it's close. Yes. And Canadians are smart enough to know that Pontiac's close <laughs> to them. Yes. Unlike Americans, not smart enough to It's actually Toronto, north of close. Toronto, I believe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Further. Um, in that last chance qualifier, Dusty Clatt was in third and tipped over, and you and the rest of the Canadian motocross media just uh, in unison. You, you looked at us. You happened to see us. Oh, it was unbelievable. I saw him fall. I looked down. You guys were in the row in front of me in the press box, 
and you all looked down and collectively put your hand, heads in your hands and just shook your heads like, it's over. <laughs> I do like that story. I didn't realize we all did that in unison. No, it was all but, collective. Uh, like, but... it ain't going to happen. He crashed running third in the LCQ. He's not making mains. Yes. It's over. And, and now, how did it work? Had it worked. Had it worked, tell the world your theory. Had the Dusty Clad experiment worked. I think worked. I've gone into this, but, you know, there was a guy who came over from Australia. Named, yeah. Well, Michael Byrne came first, but there was a guy named yeah. Chad Reed who came over. And, yeah. uh, and he, he did pretty well, as we all know. And soon, soon enough, there was Brett Metcalf. There was Dan Reardon. There was Jay Marmont. There was Craig Anderson. There was yep. Daryl Hurley, who's not Australian, but he's close enough. He's from New Zealand. Yeah, they probably don't know the difference. They don't even know the difference. They thought he thought he was Australian. And there was all these effing Aussies in America racing. Yes. It would look like a yes. round six of, you know, of Australian nationals at times. All because right. Chad Reed came over and did well. Now, That's right. if only Clatt had gotten that star racing ride and killed it. Teams would be like, we don't care who it is. We need the next guy from Canada. And then no, we're... It's a, you, you're, you're so spot on because it happens. And then it happened with France as well. Yes. yes. And the then assumption when, that when somebody anyone saw, yeah. from France is fast. Right. Pretty much. We or had, any, and now anyone from Australia. We had Canada's Boniface, Lalos, Roderick Thane. Dude. Ron. Ron. Ron Ron was legit. Tortelli. You know, he was legit. But um, we had a lot of French guys that weren't legit. Um, no, and a lot of Australians that weren't legit. Yes, and, and if only Clatt had done something, then they'd sign the next guy behind Clatt. And then when, if, when that guy was signed, they, another team would get the next guy behind that next guy. And then the nat, nat next guy would go, and that next guy would go. And soon we would have a Canadian domination in America. Yeah. The way and 60,000 people in Toronto this Saturday. Yes, and the way that Rollerball always dreamed it would happen. Oh, man. He's still the high watermark, isn't he? Uh Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I love JSR, but no, nobody can beat uh, podiums at nationals, which is what Rollerball did. Um, but instead, well, speaking of JSR, I, I want to throw this out there. Yeah, I, I was saying already that I don't think it's a huge deal to not have the Canadian guys. And in defense of Clat and Sassiotti nowadays, it's been a long time since they raced Supercross. I don't see why they should be expected to all of a sudden, mid series, show up right and race because the race is in Canada. Right. Put nothing on them for that. Um, the only one I don't get is because they. I mean, honestly, it's not going to go well. They haven't. They, they haven't have a Supercross track to ride on right now. Like right. No, Clats in California. Clats uh, uh, in California. Fasciati's in Georgia. So it, it actually would be a long trip for them to go. Well, yeah, but I guess on the other hand, that means that they're you know they are riding and yeah, yeah. But I just yeah. don't see why they should be obligated, and it probably wouldn't go well uh, because everyone else has been racing every weekend and they haven't. Um, that said. When this Canadian thing started in 05 or so, I think at that point, guys like JSR were still pretty competitive. Um, you know, not embarrassing level. They could make mains. They wouldn't be getting lapped. You know, they would be jumping all the jumps. It wasn't too bad. Um, but I don't remember them coming out to these. So that part I didn't get. Right. Um, I felt like at the time they would have been fairly competitive, so why not give it a shot? Right. That's the only. That's the only time I wondered why those guys didn't come. So back to my story. Had Clat, oh. but Clat let us down. And I love Dusty. He's a friend of mine. Yep. I, I've told him this to his face. You have. I have. I have. And typical. What do you say? Uh, he doesn't say a lot. 
he doesn't say much to anybody about anything. Yeah, right? about anything. Um, and I think he just mumbled and went, maybe smiled. And you know, he let us down. He let the country down because he yes, didn't. He let the he let his nation down. He didn't perform the way that we all thought he would. And well, okay, is that true? That is true. Did he not perform the way you hoped he would, or the way you thought he would? Um, it's a big both, difference. Both. Both. So you did think he would actually do pretty well. I did think he was a top five or six guy. Because uh, on the Blackfoot bike, he had gotten a seventh, I think, at one race. and Yeah, that's true. You know, and then on the star bike, it just wasn't working. Um, of course, the, the guys that have raced star racing have all gone on to great heights. So, um, you know, we can't. Yeah, you really, can't argue with the equipment. No, I can't argue with that team and that team's no. success. They're, they are, I have to remind everyone, believe it or not, they actually are Yamaha's factory right. to give the effort. No one would know yeah. this. Okay, um, so let's move on from there. Um, what do you think of the the city of Toronto itself? Uh, impressions of the city of Toronto, like uh, away from the races. W- w- thoughts, opinions? Yeah, on that's that? that's that's. Uh, I mean that at the top of the show here. Yeah. I was talking about how underrated this event right, is. Right, right. You love. I don't the, just mean yeah. the geography, how close it is, but it, it's really fun to hang out in. Um, street most meet. Of the cities. Yeah, you, like, that? you like the street meet. Oh, street meet is. Superb. I mean, I will, even if I'm not hungry, even if it's too cold, even if it's not on the way to where I need to go, I will. A lot of people eat the street meat out of convenience. Mm-hmm. It's a destination for me. <laughs> yeah. I will not go to Toronto right. without having a You're going to send a, a, post, a, postcard to, like a postcard to your wife that says street meat on the front. <laughs> That's it. I don't care about the CN Tower or anything like right, that. Right. Street meat. Right. But, um, yeah, a lot of the cities in this, this um, tour we're on here, they're not so accessible. The mm-hmm. older the older stadiums, they build them out in the suburbs. That was like the idea back in the 60s and 70s. Like build it away from everything. Yeah. And then nowadays they've realized it's better to build stadiums downtown to bring business downtown. But then things get complicated with parking and, well, we want to go to this place, but it's a couple blocks away, but how do we even get there? I'm so lost. I'm so confused. Yeah. Toronto is so convenient. You can have any place you want to go to hang out, eat, go to the bar, the stadium, the hotels. You basically can just park once and be done with it. Yeah, everything is so convenient. But, um, but like even like, uh, but sorry to interrupt you. But even though like um, St. Louis, for example, dome right downtown. Um, but you get out of that race, and it, it it is a ghost town. Yes, exactly. It is not vibrant at all. Right, right. No. So there's a difference. So, there's 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 a, there's the domes that are away from everything. And then there's the domes that are in there, but then there's the domes that are already downtown, that but with cores that support it and are vibrant. Yes, yeah, St. Louis. There's really no reason to hang out after the race. People hang out in like, <clears throat> excuse me, the lobby of their hotel, right, or something like that, just because it's that's the only thing convenient. No, Toronto. I mean, all the great after parties, pre-race parties, the good times. It's two or three blocks from the stadium. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there's a pretty good, a pretty passionate group there. It's cool when you have races in that area because, like we're saying, I think the people really savor the fact that there's only a few races they can drive to. Yeah. Uh, or if you're Canadian, you savor the fact that there's one. So I think the fans are really into it. It's not like when you go to Southern California. There's, it's really not a big deal Friday night before the race because most of the people just live around there. Yeah. You know, they didn't yeah. drive six hours to get to Anaheim. Yeah, I mean, not, not everybody's in the loose moose. No, there is, there is not a loose moose equivalent in Anaheim. This oh. is a 
happening weekend in Toronto for these for these yeah. folks. And, so, you, and it's fun. And you even, uh, of course, there's the Maple Leafs too. Let's not forget that. Um, Who's that? The Maple Leafs. What do they do? Uh, they play hockey. Oh, I thought you were talking about like trees. No. Uh, once again, you let me know. Once again, I, I, I thought there was maybe a park downtown that I missed with some leaves or something. <laughs> once again, you 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 talk about everything but Toronto, but but the one thing that we all love. Um, well, cool, man. Uh, uh, um, thank you. I appreciate the uh, the look on the uh, ahead to the Toronto Supercross on DMX here. We're trying to get everybody excited about the race, and and thought I would get your opinion on it. And as usual, you come through with flying colors. So. Well, you, the, the folks in Canada are lucky, man. This is a good one. And apparently, it's their own little secret because the idiots that live in New Jersey and New York don't realize that this is the one they should drive to instead of Atlanta because it's half the distance. <laughs> and it's cool on top of that. Like, it's, it's, uh, Okay, yeah. there, there is a lot of fun to be had in Atlanta, for example. But the areas where everyone hangs out throughout the weekend is on the complete opposite side of the city there's where a, the dome is. Yeah, there's another, there's, there's another city like St. Louis where you get outside the dome and, yeah. No, you're not hanging out there. Yeah. Toronto, um, leave the stadium Saturday, walk to the bar, have a good time. Weirdest uh, weirdest Canadian thing to you? Weirdest Canadian uh, store, custom, anything like that? What, what's, what's strange for you as, an, as a foreigner? The strangest thing I've experienced? Yeah, here? like, like what, what's, what's when you go to Canada, you're like, wow, these guys are weird because they do what? Or they have what? Well, I mean, I could definitely – Touch on the, the way you guys say certain words, although you've done a good job yourself, Steve, of Americanizing yourself. Sorry. I have. I have. I have. Sorry. I, you're, the people listening to this probably aren't. Don't think of that as an, a, an accomplishment. It's probably a problem. Um, what impresses me there is just to show the superiority of my nation. You can, like, walk up to even the street meet people and roll out American dollars, and they just figure out a way to deal with it. They just figure out a way. And I guarantee you if that happened here, no one would deal with that. No way they're dealing with the inverse. If you say you're from another country, you don't understand. If you have different currency, you don't understand. Or if you speak another language, you don't understand. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Get out of here. If I have to spend even two extra seconds of my time to make life easier on you, we're not doing it. But in Canada, no problem, man. Yeah. They're very accommodating. They expect it. Um, and I've always been, I've stressed myself out a lot going there, you know, going across the border, passport's going to be an issue. Oh, I got to get changed. What am I going to do about this currency? How the hell do I figure out kilometers while I'm driving? Um, but they just roll with these kind of things, man. Well said, well said. Um, right on, man. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And, um, thanks for the look back, uh, look ahead to Toronto Supercross, man. Thanks. Next year, have this podcast. And put it on an American website because the people that aren't going are from the United States. Good point. They need to get hyped up. Excellent point. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right, cool. Bye. Later.